0: Welcome to the Hope United podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. God, thank you, Father, that um, you're doing so many great things among us. Um, You're giving us opportunities to serve. You're giving us moments uh, that you're speaking to us. God, I thank you, Lord, that you know exactly where we are today, whether we're on the mountaintop and we're doing great, we're in the valley, we're having a moment of decision, we're at a very difficult place in our life. God, you know. Your word says you've numbered every hair on our head. You know every detail of our lives. So, God, I pray that you would speak to us by your word. Speak to us, God, in a powerful and profound way. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. 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 We're continuing our series on did i did somebody pull up the wrong notes for me <laughs> we we're, we're we're continuing the series on how will they know we're not doing that today um, last week we started this great series um, and we started about started talking about thinking like god um and how this is something that he desires for us. Um he actually says in 1 Peter 1:16 you must be holy because I am holy. And so before we can actually be holy we have to learn to think holy. We have to think the way that he thinks if we want to become like he is. So we started talking about thinking like God and we started talking about this concept called think holy. Think holy. Somebody say that with me. Think holy. And we can't go somewhere in our actions that we don't first go somewhere in our thought life. And so if we want to be holy as he is holy, and we if you missed last week, go back and listen to it on the podcast or go back and listen to it on the website. But we understand throughout scripture this is something that he repeats over and over again. Be holy as I am holy. Be like me, essentially. In the beginning we see this. This is nothing new that God wants us to be like him and to think like him. In Genesis 1.27, it says, So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. So God made us in his image. He made us to be like him. So he wants us to be holy as he is holy. He wants us to think holy as he thinks. And so it's a change in perspective and that we develop a new thought process if we want to think like God, if we want to think holy. And we talked about last week how holiness, there's three main characteristics that we see in scripture. Number one, holiness is to be set apart, is to have a special purpose, right? And we believe that God has given us all a purpose, all a particular destiny. And second part of holiness is purity. It's when we're pure before God. And number three is that we're righteous. So last week we talked about being set apart. God has a design for us. And when we walk in God's design, we're actually walking in holiness. When we're good husbands, we're actually walking in holiness. When we're good fathers, we're walking in holiness. When we do the thing, God opens up a door for you to have a great job, and you do that great job well. You're walking in holiness. So sometimes we, we put this way up here on this pedestal, and we think, I could never be holy. Actually, if God opens a door and gives you the job and you do the job well, guess what? You're walking in holiness in that area of your life. So today I want to talk to you about the spiritual detox. Look at somebody say the spiritual detox. Spiritual. And we're going to be talking about the second characteristics, right? Being pure, right? And so spiritual detox is the term that I chose today. And... Um, If we want to get back to the pure life that God had for us in the garden, we have to spiritually detox. Christians are meant to detox from the old way of thinking. We are meant as Christians to detox from the old things that we used to do so that we can be able to process and understand the new ways that God wants us to live. So just as a dietary detox removes the impurities out of your body, so the pursuit of holiness will remove the impurities out of your spirit. So we can't be holy without understanding the detox that God wants to take us through. There's a lot of detoxing, actually, that has to happen, right, to get us from the way that we've been conditioned to think. From living the way that we've been conditioned to live to the life that God has given us, the new life that we have in Christ. Romans 12.2 actually says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Somebody say, "Think think holy. So this process of changing our thinking is a spiritual detox. Romans 12.2 tells us about it. Don't go back to the old things you were doing. Don't Don't go back to the old ways you were thinking. And be transformed though. God wants us to think holy. Even the way that we look at each other, God wants us to look at each other from a heavenly perspective. Do you think that's possible that we can begin to get in God's presence? We can begin to allow this transformation process in ourselves so that we look at each other different. We look at each other with more grace. We look at each other with more patience, right? 1 Timothy 5, 1 through 2 says, Never speak harshly to an older man, but appeal to him respectfully as you would your own father, and talk to younger men as you would your own brothers. Treat older women as you would your mother, and treat younger women with all purity as you would your own sisters. So Paul tells us to treat each other like family. The older men like fathers, the older women like mothers, the the younger men like brothers, younger women like sisters. But this is very different than the thought process that we come into in our culture, right? Treat women like sisters. Guys. That's difficult, right? Coming from the thought process, you have to have a different thought process. We have to detox the thinking of our culture so that we can think like God. Our culture, listen, objectifies women. And now our culture even objectifies men. We have to go on a spiritual detox if we want to do this thing right. If we want to go on this journey with God right, we have to detox so that we can think holy. Guys, every time you look at a woman and you're not looking at her as your sister, you're doing it wrong. And God is saying, here, let me take you on a process so that you can be like me, so that you can think holy, so that you can be holy as I am holy. And when every time, every time, guys, that we look at a woman that's not your wife and you're looking at her not like a sister, more detox is needed. Ladies, you know, you do this, too, Right. The axe guy on TikTok, you guys do this too. The novels. And sometimes you need to detox as well. Paul said, stop going back to the old ways. Stop thinking like you did before Jesus, but be transformed. How do we be transformed? By the renewing of our mind. Why are we renewing our mind? So we can think more godly thoughts. So we can think holy. Then you will really perceive what God is doing many people are they're trying to figure out what god wants them to do in their life let me give you a great place to start renew your mind that's what romans 12:2 says take that home get that in your spirit romans 12:2 romans 12:2 first i need to i need to submit to the transformation process that god wants to take me on he wants to take me on a journey of transformation how, what, is, what does that look like? It looks like me renewing my mind. Once I renew my mind, once I begin to think holy, I can begin to perceive what my purpose is. Our culture. Our culture is a culture of lust. It's a culture of seduction. It's a culture of flirting and desire to be pleased and all manner of perversion. Friends, we have to let the Holy Spirit take us on a journey to detox all that junk we picked up. Some of the stuff we picked it up knowingly. Some of the stuff we just kind of picked it up along the way and we didn't necessarily mean to pick it up. But just being a part of the culture, it got on us. God wants us to detox. We can do it. God can help. And this is the plan. God wants to take us on a journey of detoxing the thought process of this world to get all the impurities out of our system because he wants us to be at full capacity. Like Jesus. Jesus was at full capacity. He is the prototypical human being. And so God is saying, I sent you Jesus, not only for him to give you the power of salvation, the power of healing, right? The power to create wealth, right? But also so that you can see what full capacity looks like in a human being. So to get us to full capacity, he wants us to think holy so we can be holy like he is holy. Just for a second, take a step back and think about this, right? Our ultimate destination is heaven, right? Our ultimate destination is heaven heaven, but we start from a broken and corrupted thought process, broken and and corrupted thought process. And then we have a perfect, pure, holy, righteous state of existence, which is heaven, right? So if you take a step back and think about what is this, what is the Christian lifestyle upon the earth about? It is the journey from broken and corrupted to perfected and pure. It is a journey. God wants to take us on a journey. Christianity upon the earth is supposed to be a journey, right? He takes us from glory to glory, victory to victory. And every day I'm transforming a little more. I'm renewing my mind a little more. I'm learning how to think holy a little more. So every day, how can I think more Holy. So if the process that we go through is sinful to heaven, what's in the middle? It's our Christian life on the earth. We are meant to work out our salvation while we are here every day. How can I do better? How can I get better? How can I improve? I press towards the mark of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. It sounds like a journey. Run the race in such a way that you can win. This is the in-between space between broken and corrupted and sinful and fallen world to perfect state of existence. Why would we not be practicing and perfecting what we will be living in for eternity? We are meant to be practicing and perfecting what we will be living in and existing in for eternity. What is our Christian walk supposed to be? Our Christian walk is the transition from corrupted to perfected. What's in the middle? Work. It's work, all right? If anybody tells you that being a Christian isn't hard work, you need to go back and study the early church, You need to go over to the Middle East and see what it's like to be a Christian. It's work. It's dangerous. From broken and sinful and corrupted and lustful and perverted to righteous, to pure, to blameless, to perfect, to whole. Our Christian walk is a transition from corrupted to perfected. From a sinful, broken state of existence to a pure and righteous state of existence. In heaven, sin doesn't exist. Lust doesn't exist. Unholy thinking doesn't exist. Impurity doesn't exist. So our time as Christians on the earth is transitional. Philippians 2.12 says this. Work hard. Look at somebody say, "Work work hard. Work hard to show the results of your salvation. Obeying God with deep reverence and fear. Say it one more time. Work hard. hard. This is what I want you to understand about this transition from before Christ, B.C., your life B.C., to heaven. It's hard work. It's a process of working hard to show the results of your salvation. And this is something, make sure you get this. Faith is not a static position in God. Faith is not a static position in God. Faith is always on the move. Actually, James explained it like this. Faith without works is dead. Or faith faith without movement is dead. A faith that claims to be active but it's sitting down is not really faith at all. A faith that has stopped moving is a faith that's on life support. Faith is not a static position. So when you find yourself looking at your brothers and sisters with lust or unforgiveness or anger or thought process, that's that's a thought process that's broken. Work to fix that. We, all of us, we need to think holy. It takes work. When you're tempted to watch those movies or those shows that you shouldn't be watching, work on that. When you're looking at porn on the internet, you need to work on that work on your salvation. That's what Paul says. We have to all take steps to work so that we can think holy. I want to think holy so I can be holy as he is holy. I'm not just waiting for one fine day when Jesus swoops me up and makes me perfect. No. Paul says, no, it's I got to work at myself every day. I buffet myself every day. I work on myself every day lest after I preach to everybody else I become a castaway. Paul said it's hard work. Turn to somebody and say, work on you. It takes work to detox the old thoughts and the old thought processes. But we do it because, not because we're perfect, but because we one day want to be perfect as Jesus is perfect. I don't stand up here and tell you this because I'm perfect. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'm saying I am in the pursuit of perfection. As Christians, we should be in the pursuit of perfection. Why? Because we're in the pursuit of Christ. And Christ was perfect. So I'm not perfect, but I'm not using as that cop-out to say, well, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm saying I'm not perfect, but I will be. I will be. Because I'm working on me. I'm working on me. So we work on ourselves so we can have the mind of Christ. And the Holy Spirit will help you when you ask. We're not currently perfect, but one day we will be. So we don't go around acting like we're perfect, but we show that we are in a constant state of improving. I can work with somebody that has faults. As long as I see in them the heart that wants to improve. One thing I, that two things that I don't like is somebody that pretends like they don't have any faults. And I know either I know their faults or I know. They're lying or they're hiding something, right? I might not know what it is, but you're hiding something, right? You know, that, that, that's the Bible says, hey, listen, confess your sins to one another so that you can pray, so you can be healed, so your mindset can be fixed, Right. So it's not about acting perfect, it's about the pursuit of perfection and saying, hey man, I missed it there, but I'm working on me. I got upset there with my wife. I'm sorry, but I'm working on me. It's the pursuit of perfection. Proverbs twenty four sixteen says, The godly may trip seven times, but they will get back up again. Being in the pursuit of holiness or thinking holy is not about never messing up. It's when you mess up, it's the attitude behind it that says, I'm going to try again. Man, I messed up there. I need to get back. I looked at the wrong thing. I need to get back focused again. I need to think holy.
1: <clears throat>
0: I watched the wrong movie. I, need to, I read the wrong stuff. I was doing the wrong thing. I was saying the wrong thing. But I'm going to get back up. The godly may trip seven times, but they'll get back up. The Christian walk is a journey of us perfecting our faith. We are in a constant state of perfecting ourselves because we want to be holy as he is holy. So the confession that I am a Christian is a statement of faith. I am like Jesus. Now, in all honesty, and am I, am I completely like Jesus? No, I'm still a work in progress. But it's a statement of faith every time we say, I'm a Christian. Because I'm saying boldly, I am like Christ. I'm declaring it over myself. Yes, I fail sometimes. Yes, I fall short sometimes. Paul said, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But I'm saying, I'm getting back up. When I mess up, because I want to be better, I want to do better, I want to think better. Philippians 2, 12-13 through through says, Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and power to do what pleases Him. We work and God works. And this is what makes it possible. You can't think holy. I can't think holy on, or, on my own. You see, when I work, he meets me and he does the other work. Right? And so it's me working in partnership with the Holy Spirit that enables me to be better. It enables me to think better. It enables me to act better. Right? So it says you work hard and then God works in you. You work hard, and then God works in you. So it's these two things at work. To detox spiritually, we must keep focused on Jesus. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says, Let us strip off every weight that slows us down. How many know lustful thinking is something that slows you down? Statistics show it gobbles up your time. It makes you less productive. God wants us to be at full capacity. He says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. And we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. I love it. The Christian walk is about perfecting our faith in partnership with the Holy Spirit. If your faith looks like it did last year, you're doing it wrong. I'm not judging you, I'm just telling you, right? If your faith looks like it did last month, you're, not, you're doing it wrong, right? Because God wants us to keep our eyes focused on Him, and then He helps us, He partners with us to perfect what we're doing. Faith is meant to grow. Faith is meant to produce good works. Faith without works is dying. Faith without moral improvement is a faith on life support. God wants us to be holy like he is holy. That's the end game. So we don't look at the sin in our life and say, oh, well, you know, I'm doing the best I can. We look at the sin in our life and say, God, help me do better. God, help me remove the impurities. God, help me detox so I can be more like you. I want to think holy. Jesus did a lot of work with men, uh, men and women, but especially these 12 guys that he traveled with. And so I'm sure they got into a lot of talk about the stuff that they were working through, about the stuff they were detoxing. And one of their discussions led to what you find in Matthew 5, 27. And he says, you have heard... The commandments say you must not commit adultery, but I say anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with, him in her, with her in his heart. And then he continues and he says, So if your eye, even your good eye, causes you to lust, gouge it out and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one part of your body than for you to lose your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your hand, even your stronger hand, causes you to sin, cut it off, throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. So he told the men, get this. He said, if you're looking at women and you have lust in your head, it's like you've already slept with her. I think he was trying to get these guys to think holy. You tell me. It sounds like they were dealing with the same stuff that a lot of guys still struggle with today. And Jesus challenged them to think a different way. He said, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. It'd be better to make it to heaven with one eye or one hand than not to make it. Sounds like Jesus was really trying to teach his guys to think holy so that they could be holy. And ladies, this is for you too, right? Sometimes... Y'all do your own thing, right? Whether it's novels or watching those shows or TikTok videos. Sometimes you've got to stop the scroll. You've got to put the phone down. It's not enough to look holy. We have to be holy. If you really want to be holy, you must learn to think holy. Do I think Jesus was talking about actually cutting a hand off or cutting an eye out? I think what Jesus was saying is do whatever you need to do to get to the place of holiness. Whatever it takes, because it's just that important. The process of perfection, the process to holiness is just that important. Do whatever it takes. If your laptop is causing you to sin, give it away. Only do your laptop in public space if it's causing you to sin. If it's TikTok or Instagram, Delete the app off your phone. It's worth it that you continue to improve in your journey. And so it's not enough to look holy. A lot of us, we've perfected the art of looking holy. But the stuff in our minds, we're still struggling with a lot of stuff. It would be better to say, hey, man, I'm, I'm struggling with some things. Can you help me with this? Can you pray with me about this? Let me be honest. Let me have some accountability in my life. Then to pretend to have it all together and pretend to be holy and really on the inside be struggling, be lusting, be watching the wrong things, be doing crazy stuff when you go back to your house. It's not enough to look holy. God wants us to be holy. God wants us to think holy. Jesus called some religious people out one time. Actually, several times, but this is one of the times I'll point it out today. Matthew 23, 25, and 26. He says, What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees? You're hypocrites, for you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you're filthy, full of greed and self-indulgence, You blind Pharisees, first wash the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside will become clean too. When we focus on the inside first, when we focus on the thought life first, the outside will look right as well. When we think holy, that's the internal part. Then we will be holy, that's internal and external. It starts, though, with the way that we think. Jesus was talking to people who had gone to temple all their life. So, the clean on the inside talk applies to all of us. It's not just for new Christians, not just for baby Christians. It's for all Christians that Jesus says, hey, take a look at your dish. Take a look at your vessel. Is it clean on the outside and it's dirty on the inside? He wants to help us detox. Detox. Remove the impurities. Clean the inside. Clean the thought process so that we can be clean through and through. We're on a journey from corrupted thinking to perfected thinking. God wants to help us. That's why He sent us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our helper. He helps us do things that we cannot do in our own ability. Can you take a wild guess how the Holy Spirit wants to help us think. The Holy Spirit wants to help us think holy because He's holy. So it doesn't matter what way you approach this. God says, be holy as I am holy. The Holy Spirit is going to lead us into all truth, which His truth is going to somehow lead us back to the place of thinking holy. Jesus said, or Paul said, take on the mind of Christ. All these things are a concept of thinking different, thinking holy. John 14, 26. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, He will teach you everything and remind you of everything I have told you. The Holy Spirit teaches us to think holy. If we're really listening to the Holy Spirit, He's going to always bring us back to this lesson. And all of His lessons add up to this, thinking holy. Holy we don't have to be holy on our own we don't have to figure it out ourselves we have the Holy Spirit to partner with he coaches us he helps us he challenges us he corrects us so that we can think holy would you bow your heads with me today God I thank you for the way you always challenge us God it's your desire to be like you And it makes sense from the very beginning. You are our father. You want us to resemble you in every good way. And so you say, I want you to be holy like I'm holy. You say, I want you to have the mind of Christ. That mentality, that's the winner's mentality. That mentality that is free of impurities, The mentality that is at full capacity. The mentality that is holy. God, I thank you for revealing to us how important this concept of holiness is. We're thankful for your grace. If it wasn't for your grace, we wouldn't be here today. Your grace gets us in the house. Your grace gets us a seat at the table but it's your holiness that says take off the muddy shoes when you come in the house. Take off the dirty clothes, the dirty rags that you have on and let me give you these clothes of righteousness, of right living. God, I thank you, Father, for stirring us up to have a desire to pursue holiness. Stir us up to have a desire to think like you, to think holy. And maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, I hear what you're saying, and I want to do that, but I'm not sure where I am in my relationship with Jesus. I feel like I've drifted a little bit from Jesus. I feel like I'm a little disconnected from Him. or I'm not sure if I ever really made a real and strong connection with Him. If either of those are you today, I want to pray with you. Just slip up your hand. I'm going to pray with you right where you are today. If you say, I've drifted, I need to reconnect with Jesus. That's you. Slip up your hand. If you say, I've been around people, I've been around things, I've been around religious things, I've been around church, but I've never really said yes to Jesus. I've never really had a real relationship. You can slip up your hand. I want to pray for you. Amen. If you slip up your hand for either of those things, I want to just repeat this prayer with me. And everybody that agrees with this, you can pray this too. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for taking me on the process of holiness. Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for taking my sins away. Thank you for giving me your forgiveness. Thank you for reconnecting me with the Father. Thank you for giving me heaven as my eternal destination. I'm sorry for the times I missed it, for the times I drifted, for the times I sinned. I want to be like you. I want to think like you. I want to be in relationship with you, Jesus. Help me do that. Help me grow. Help me to go on a faith journey with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give God the praise today. I like that. That was the first song that I thought of when um, we started doing this series. Why don't you guys sing it one time? The song is called Holiness. Holiness. Holiness,
1: holiness is what I long for, say. Holiness is what I need. Holiness, holiness, holiness is what you want from me. Holiness, sing it today, say. Holiness, holiness, what I long for today, is what I need, what I need in my life. Holiness, holiness, what you want from me, what you want from me. Take my heart, say take my heart and form it, take my mind, take my mind, transform it, take my will, take my will and conform it to your. To yours, oh Lord, take my, mind, take my heart and form it. it, take my mind, take my mind transform, it. transform it, all of my will, take my, my conform, will. My conform, conform it. it to yours. To
0: yours. Amen. I just want to pray right now before um, they close the service. I know some people are struggling in their physical body today. And I want to tell you that God is a God. We don't just sing about being undefeated. But he is a God that heals us that sickness will never defeat us. We are meant to be an undefeated people. So if you're struggling with some physical ailment in your body, I want to pray for you today. Would everybody just stand up today? If there's anybody that is struggling with something, you just lift your hand and I want the people around you just to put their hand on your shoulder, put their hand on your back. We're going to pray today. God is faithful. God, I thank you, Lord, for each and every person that's here today. God, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord. It's not something eloquent that I'm about to say that's going to cause healing, but it is the healing virtue of Jesus Christ that was released on the cross 2,000 years ago. It's the healing virtue. As He was whipped, Isaiah the prophet said, by His stripes we are healed. He came to give us life and give us life abundantly. To give us life abundantly to the fullness. So God, I thank You, Lord, for each and every person that may be struggling with something, whether it's great or small, in their physical body. Right now, I speak healing to them. I speak total and complete healing to them. Lord, we come against anything that the enemy has tried to do, that the enemy has tried to bring into their life. God, we break that in the name of Jesus. Any open doors in their life, We shut them right now. Anything that's wrong, any wrong that's been done, any sin, I want you to say, I repent. Sometimes the enemy tries to keep hold of your life because there's some area that you haven't repented in. So I just want you to say, God, I repent of any sin that I knowingly committed or unknowingly committed. Devil, get your hand off me because I belong to God. And now I speak the healing power of Jesus Christ over your life. I speak the healing power of Jesus Christ over your life. Will you just for a moment just put both your hands in the air and just thank God. Say, God, I thank you. Just begin to thank Him for His healing power. There is something powerful by faith when we begin to say, God, I thank you for my healing. God, I thank you that my body is at full capacity, that anything that was broken is now made whole. Anything that was out of alignment is now in alignment. I thank God for His healing. I thank God for His power. I thank God for His resolution in my life. In Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.